Hello everyone, it's me again, Shaz. Welcome back to Share Mental Kindness. On today's podcast, I'll be interviewing a good friend of mine and the only barber agent in this world, Barber Stop UK. My first interviewee on this podcast. How are you today? I'm doing better than my beard. Yeah, I'm doing well, thank yeah. you. It's thank long you. overdue. Yeah. How are you? It's What's long that? overdue. I know, man. No shape to it. No fade to it. Bit sticking out. It's a mental one, man. I can't. I can't even handle it. So on today's episode, I just want to talk a little bit about your mental health journey, how it was for you growing up, if there was any stigmas you had whilst you were around family, friends. So obviously, I know you have have mental health, but I don't really know into depth about your journey. So maybe you can explain a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, where do I start? I think I don't know. It started off like a I don't I don't okay. I'll tell you the journey because it, it's like you don't really know you're suffering from something until you kind of find yourself as a person. Yeah. You see what yeah. I mean? So it's like, and the the thing is mental health is very different to let's say you know cancer or something like that you know if you say you're suffering from cancer or another illness that's a very different lane compared to mental health yeah. you know what i mean because a mental health is something that isn't uh, people don't are not aware of it as much as you'd think they yeah. are so it's kind of like people are struggling with certain different types of mental health issues but they don't know they're struggling with it for example people are like oh this stresses me out Oh, I get so stressed out. Oh, I'm stressed today. Yeah. Oh, I can't be dealing with this anymore. But you know these things that you see here, people they're not people that have been tagged as mental health, you know, or whatever, you know what I mean? Not sufferers or whatever. They just they think they're just normal people, you know what I mean? Which they are, but it's like you live through certain things and then when you realize that, wait, hold on, this is actually impacting me and it being able to be confident or understand my children or understand the partner stuff like that then you realize okay it's a condition of the mm. mind you know it's a condition of the mind so it's not like oh you've got mental health so that's you done you're gonna have it for the rest of your life da, 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 you know as opposed to you know some sort of biological or you know like a, like a cancer or you know skin condition or something yeah. like that so um for me i've always like from when i was young like my dad nicknamed me the incredible hulk okay because i was so quiet I was shy at times. I hated my birthdays because I just hated attention. Yeah. And um, but when something pissed me off, sorry, can I say that? When something annoyed me, I would literally hit the roof. Literally, like I would hit the roof, and then you just see a totally different side of me. You know what I mean? If someone upsets me, I literally want to like make sure that I inflict the same pain they've inflicted yeah. me. So then my dad was like, and my dad used to say like, the more you get angry the more stronger and like, like your, your persona just explodes. So maybe it didn't help that you nicknamed me that. Yeah, I was just like going to say, yeah. Yeah, but he kind of, in a way, I don't know. It was like, I did it, I ignored it at that time, you know. As I grew up, I thought, you know, I'm just a stress head. You know what I mean? However, there was a part of my life when I was about 11, 12, where me and my brother moved to Ghana. And we got moved because I kept on getting in trouble in school. Mm. You know what I mean? And I, I, I don't know. It was like, I was just like, I was a cool kid. But when someone made me angry, I'd react in a certain way. So my parents were like, oh, dear, he's going to turn into one of those typical, you know, 
naughty boys or, you know what I mean, he's going to grow up to be a drug dealer or fight and end up in prison, whatever, you know. So their protective measure was strip him to Ghana, you know what I mean? Like most African families have done in the past. And, and you know, it's, and it's, now, that's not always the best solution when you just get rid of it, get rid of the issue itself. It's like... It's, it's not. It wasn't. And you know what? It's It's not like it's something that you necessarily have to hold against your parents. Mm-hmm. But everyone works in how it works in their generation, you know? Like, for example, if in 20 years' time, people realise that kids that look at computers for more than an hour are going to have the mm-hmm. maddest eye diseases, we don't know that now. We just see it as computing is something that help, is advancing. You know, they're doing IT at school. They're going to use computers at work. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't know. You just work with how the generation is at the time. And at that time, they saw it as, okay, a bit of discipline, away from the trouble, don't want to ruin their lives. They know what Africa's like, shipping there. However, when you take a child from the UK and put them in Africa straight away without the parents, you know what I mean? And it's aunties that you only saw like for two weeks every year when you went to Ghana for holidays, you know, two weeks every other year. You literally alienate Mm -hmm. them, you see. And then every single experience that the child experiences, that we experienced, then becomes a bit of a shock you know what i mean like for example when I, when we're in Ghana, i mean i was 12 and i saw my first dead body a guy stole a chicken got chased tried to run across the equivalent of a dual carriageway and got hit by a truck then another car came and ran him over his guts out everything you know what i mean i'm in the car my uncle's car burning school that morning there's loads of traffic and then i just look out the window and this body's there now for me i didn't go home and have nightmares okay you see what i mean but the mind is so powerful, yeah? It stores it somewhere where you will never access it. You know what I mean? You might access it when you're watching a film and you see a dead And it might bring that, that memory back up for you again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, things like in Ghana, there was in the education system, you know, they still use the cane, mm. you know what I mean? If you fail a maths test, or if you get below 60% in a maths test, you, get, you can get six lashes on your bum, you know what I mean? Because you failed it. If... You're speaking the Ghanaian language instead of English in the school, in the classroom, because it was strict rules, speak English only. Yeah. Everyone has to put their head down like that, and then you all get two lashes on your back. You see what I mean? Strict regime, it was crazy. You see what I mean? So, but I didn't, it was like, it, we just thought it was something that we're living through, you know what I mean? I never thought, I never really thought of it, but what the only thing I remember looking forward to was, when is this going to yeah. end? You see what I mean? When's it going to end? And um, I mean, there's loads more stories, et cetera, et cetera. But to cut long story short, when the time came and we were coming back, and I remember, I think it was the, it was the 9th of May or something like that, one of those years, and we flew back. It was like one of the biggest reliefs, you know what I mean? I had a, do- I had a pet dog. My auntie didn't like the dogs because in general, black people just have a, some black people have a certain perception of dogs. They just don't rate them, whereas I love yeah. animals always loved animals and I remember my dog had puppies had nine puppies I came back from school once and there was only one puppy left you know what I mean as a child you went through some really difficult experiences that shaped you to be the person that you are today obviously like now I'm not saying that you are in a really bad place but those effects as a child can really make an impact on your mental health as you are older. And like you said, you don't yeah. realize those things when you're when you are younger because number one, 
the people around you are not talking about it or make not making you aware of your mental health and then because yeah. you're not working on it the impact's going to get worse over the time yeah yeah and and that's the thing i mean the people that are around you are not even aware of mental health you know even now in africa going to ask someone about mental health they won't know what you're talking about maybe a uni student or a you know some college student that's you know reading up about it more you know and, and has taken the time out to you know run a platform or do something like you're doing you know what i mean otherwise no one knows about mental health do you know you will not believe how many and i don't want to just talk about black people but black men in particular yeah because of the african heritage and the way they are so oblivious to mental health issues you will not believe how many black men are out there struggling with mental health issues with its stress depression anxiety and it's like it's never going to get treated because they will ignore it you know what i mean and they, they 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 won't because they don't want to accept the fact that maybe they do suffer or struggle with, i don't like using the word suffer i, I rather use the word yeah. struggle you know with 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 stress depression you know it, it's it's crazy it's crazy so coming back here still you're not away it was like you know when a soldier goes away you know that like, is it post traumatic syndrome or something like PTSD disorder. Or something? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like. And even from then, from the age of 14 till it wasn't until I was about 32, 31, probably 30, is when I actually sat down with a counsellor and then they, I just went through everything, broke down in front of them everything. And they were like, you know what? You went through some crazy mm. stuff when you were young. Yeah. And the, 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 the problem with you is you're good at parking it up. You see what I mean? And I could park up so much stress. It's like I've got a multi-story car park in the back of my brain and it just parks up stuff all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I just find things to keep me going. You know what it's I mean? So you just push and it then, at the um, back of your head and then like you think, oh yeah, don't worry about it. Put it there. I'm not going to think about it again and work on it again as a child. But then you don't realise that when you're an adult, it all comes back again. It's like, I thought my anxiety and depression started five years ago, but as I've been trying to recover on my journey and speak about it more on my platform, I've realized I've had it since I was a child, but I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea because the thing as well, it's the stigmas and the society and how it's seen and the perception, like you said, it's not seen as serious as, as a broken arm or like a, a stomach in pain or something yeah. like that it's like it's not see, mental illness is not seen as a like a pro, like proper illness mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that's and that's true it's not it's uh like i say it's, it's, it's a condition that like for example I, I used to have a big problem with schools identifying mental health issues in young kids because i thought you're putting it in their head yeah. do you see what i mean but slowly, I'm starting to think, you know what? If my parents or if my school or, you know, someone in Ghana when we were there, if someone had actually sat down and gone, you know what? You're struggling with anxiety. You're lacking with confidence because, you know, you're, you're anxious about things. You you put too much thought into things. You're not, it's affecting your confidence. You know, I would have nipped it in the bud or challenged it or worked yeah. on it a bit more earlier. You know what I mean? And and by the time I was 25 or whatever, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to go and buy that car tomorrow. Why am I in bed tonight worrying about the bloke selling it to someone else between 11 o'clock at night and 9 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. You see what I mean? It's, it's there. Why am I worrying? Yeah. Why am I thinking about negative stuff? You know what I mean? 
and and it's like sometimes they say law of attraction the more you think it through the more you bring it on yourself you know what i mean then you stress yourself out for that night and a lot of people yeah. do this oh i'm anxious about this i'm anxious about that okay you're anxious so technically you're you got a little bit of anxiety mm-hmm. there you know so i think it's a condition that it's known amongst humans but it's not been highlighted properly you know what i mean and that's the key problem and i think as well people don't see it as serious as an illness like i said they don't like especially during this time covid19 and the pandemic it's like the the rates Mm -hmm. of the mental health is gone so much higher in the uk the waiting list for children for therapy is is like crazy long list and this is just now so imagine when we're out of this pandemic how things are going to be worse and how many people are suffering from their mental health or don't even have any idea on how to look after themselves or what they should do and like I said as well the people around you really impact that and if they don't have the right support around them they will struggle for many many years until yeah Uh, you know I I mean the job that I do I mean I can't disclose who I work for whatever but we um we we we're, we're a special task force that look after infrastructure for a big company. You know what I mean? And um, being security guards, it's like being a patrol, you know, response security guard. You think you're just gonna respond to people having fights and someone doing something stupid at a train station or something. You know what I mean? However, the key thing that we were actually focusing on was especially after the lockdown when the pandemic kicked off was um, people's um, uh, welfare. You see what I mean? And you will not believe how many people have tried to throw themselves in front of a speeding train. Yeah. And this train's going at about 80 miles per hour. And I'll tell you, when you're stood on the platform and you feel this train Mm -hmm. go past, every time I stand on the platform, I think to myself, what could drive someone to throw themselves in front of mm. that train? You know what I mean? I mean, to the point where the drivers have now been told to kind of like reduce the speed a bit when they're coming through mm. certain train stations, you know what I mean? Because, but even at 60 miles per hour, you know, one person, a, a, a station staff guy told me, he actually laid on the track and waited wow. for the train. One guy went on his knees facing the train as it was coming and the train didn't have any way of stopping, you know what I mean? And you, you sit there and you think, is this, and people are trying this after the lockdown, you know what I mean? Because they were either living a life where they were maintaining their lifestyle, now it's all of a sudden stopped and they have nothing, you see? All these things that life tie us into, credit cards, loans, finance, Just everyday stress all these things. can lead to such a big yeah. impact. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. And my dad always told me something, he goes, if the government turned around tomorrow and told everyone to pay back what they owe, he used to say, it was so funny, he used to say, if the government turned around and asked everyone to pay back what they owe, you'd see people knocking on our, people that live in Fulham, because Fulham's quite a posh area, you'd see them knocking on our door in Battersea, asking for somewhere to live. He goes, that's how serious it is. People would lose mm. their house, they'd lose their cars, they'd lose everything, you know what I mean? And this is how a lot of people so are like, homeless as well, because... They're going through a stage of really deep mental health issues where they have tried to commit suicide yeah. and do any other things. And they've not had that right support. Then people have kicked them out of their homes, taken away their animals. Yeah. But you know what the sad thing is? You know what the sad thing is? 
I mean, let's say, for example, let's create a, a person called Mr. X, yeah? He works in a 80 grand a year job, you know, in Canary Wharf, you know. He's got a nice flat somewhere in South London, you know what I mean? Uh, he's got a nice car, you know what I mean? Commutes every day, etc. His life is yeah. good, yeah? When Mr. X is reading about mental health, he will never put himself in that bracket yeah. because he's reading about people that have lost their home or that they're builders or, you know, he just sees them as um, they're not lesser human, but they're not in the position he is. He finds himself, he deems himself as being a bit more fortunate being yeah. in his position. However, it's because he still has what he has. You take that away from him, it will drop him back down to reality. Yeah. And this pandemic has proved that. Do you see what I mean? There's a lot of people that before the pandemic, their shoes alone cost 600 quid. You know what I mean? The, 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 then the Versace top, then the this, then the that, then the that. So their whole kit can cost three mm. grand. Mm. You know what I mean? They're in a job where it's continuous revenue, you see? not particularly, He's not exactly got 100 grand in the bank, but he's wearing three grand kit. His car's worth 30 grand. You see what I mean? There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. However, as soon as that gets taken away from you, you are you put yourself in the most vulnerable position where the people that don't have anything become the strongest yeah. because they, they're used yeah, to definitely. hustling. Mm. You see what I mean? You know what I mean? And it's 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 a tricky one, you know. And even as speaking to a lot of barbers and that that are out there, you know, when the money stops, they instantly start getting stressed mm. about the family. You know, the mortgage, their family, their car payments, this that. You know what I mean? And it's like they're lending you money to pay for it, which effectively puts you back yeah. in more debt, you see? So it's, it's, we need to see it as w mental health isn't a diag it's not a bad thing. You shouldn't be shy yeah, to admit definitely. it. Because we all suffer from some sort of a depressive state, an anxious state, or, you know, um, um, mm. whatever. And hopefully you know I mean? during this time, during the lockdown, it will help reduce the stigmas around mental health. Like I said, a lot of people think, oh, yeah, mental health, you're crazy or, you know, you're lunatic or mental. Yeah. They don't see it as, okay, you're, just, you're unwell and, you know, you just need some support and love. And for some people now, hopefully they'll be able to recognize and realize more about mental health and how they can help and support themselves and the people around them. Yeah, and, and also people need to understand that just being aware mm. of it is cool. Don't see it as an illness where it's like, oh my God, people are going to see me different. You don't even have yeah. to tell anyone. You don't have to go into work and be like, oh guys, I suffer from anxiety, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, I'm going to wear a badge that says I'm, I'm anxious. No, if you know you get anxious about things, I mean, you can self... If you're yeah. aware of it, when you start getting worried about things, you think to yourself, you know what? It's not because that crane is going to drop at any time mm. on my house. It's just the thoughts yeah. in my head. It's a, it's a thought process. It's negative thoughts, you know. You can yeah, channel definitely. it, you know. Forget it. I'm going to walk past that building. That crane's not going to drop because I've been walking past that building for, for the past year whilst they're building that, build, that new yeah. block of flats. Why am I always thinking about it dropping? It's just negative thoughts, you know, based on something that you've experienced, you know, being let down or something. Especially you know I mean? as a child, like, like you said, if you are made to think these like different things or push it to one side or that's how it shapes you as an adult because you start overthinking and you have those negative thoughts in your head because you you're always worried yeah. and this is why we need mm -hmm. to bring the awareness in the early stages of life as a child if the early intervention is put into place then it would help not make the mental health impact as worse as it 
you know some people do get it you can help them mm-hmm. by recognizing it early it can help that person yeah. start to work with their thoughts and you know feelings and emotions and like you said law of attraction start bringing in that positive energy and once you start thinking positive yeah. your life is positive but obviously if you haven't got that awareness yeah. and that knowledge in your home or in your family then there's no intervention being put into place exactly and then you grow up with it you know and then it's harder to deal with when you're mm. in your 30s mm. you know what i mean when really you could have dealt with it in your teenage life yeah. you see what i mean and also as well it's i i start to use different words to mm. describe it as well because the way we've used anxiety and depression in particular is made it out to be some sort of a negative thing you know they've put it in the same bracket almost as cancer and stuff you know what i mean However, how I see anxiety, I replace it with the word yeah. worry. I'll replace depression with the phrase feeling yeah. down or yeah. feeling low. Yeah. So if I feel like my daughter has been told she's got anxiety at school or someone's child has told her they've got anxiety, every parent should replace that word mm. with worry. Don't worry, Jack. Why mm. are you always worrying? Mm. Don't worry. You won't fall off your bike. And Jack, even if you do fall off your bike, don't worry. You'll get back up on it. You'll have a few bruised knees. Don't worry. Stop worrying. You see? Oh, don't stop feeling mm. low, you know? Dave, you didn't win the Premier League. Don't feel low about it. Yeah, you're going to spend another three grand on a season ticket next year. You probably just about afford it. But don't feel low about it. You know what I mean? You lost your job. Okay, cool. Worst position you could ever be in. But the worst thing you can do, Jack, is mm. worry about it. Don't. Not. Oh, you don't you don't get anxious. You don't suffer. You're suffering from anxiety now, did it? Because we got to admit it's too late now to try and pull people's perception back on what anxiety and how it plays yeah. on their minds. You know, so replacing it with certain words makes people feel a bit more yeah. comfortable with it. Oh, Shaz, you worry about things too much. You see, if I tell you that as a friend, tomorrow when you're on your laptop and you know someone sends you an email and you don't agree with it, oh, you know what? I'm not going to worry mm. about this. You know, I'm mm. going to reply to the email and deal with it. You know, there's always a way to deal with something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some people have lost everything, you know, and in a couple of years, they've built it back. But if you told them that they suffer from something, it could, it could, it could, um, it stops them from taking that step to fixing themselves. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? And I think, yeah. So the way we label ourselves as well mm. is critical. It is important. And, yeah. and, and you mentioned as well that, you know, as a child, you never really noticed these things and you had behavioural problems and you would do things and your dad just to say, mm-hmm. you know, you were hope. During that time for you, how was it for you not knowing what was going on? Like, how were you feeling, like, emotionally, mentally? I, I was, I was, you know, to be perfectly honest, I, I, all I can remember is, I loved the relief of, of, of letting the rage out. It felt so good, you know what I mean? Because remember, you're talking, I'm a guy that I hate bullies. I've always hated bullies, yeah? And this, I don't think it's because I got bullied. It, it was more so I saw a yeah. lot of kids get bullied. So mix that with rage. If someone, like, for example, um, Phoebe's mum, we, we, years ago, we were in a club down in Weymouth. And um, in Weymouth, you get a lot of squaddies, military guys from the local military camp come out at night and, you know, have a few drinks, whatever. 
And one of them smacked her bum upstairs near the toilets. And the rage that came into me, because I thought to myself, hold on, you're out there fighting a crappy war, yeah? Just because, what, you've been to Iraq? Was it Iraq or something? Like one of these, or was the start of Afghanistan or whatever? And I just, I was political at that time. You know what I mean? There were a lot mm-hmm. of things I didn't agree with because of the lot of kids mm-hmm. that were getting killed out there. So it was like my knowledge around the politics and what I've seen on the news, mixed with the fact that he just disrespected that time, at that time, my, my, my girlfriend, and the mm. fact that I hated bullies, mm. and the way he looked at me, I grabbed him, and I thought, you know what? You may have shot a couple of kids out there, yeah, or you may have shot a couple of people out there, or done what you do out there, but you are not mm. disrespecting me like this. And if it, it took four bounces to get me off him. Mm. Do you see what I mean? And even that, there's four bounces, two of them had to step back because... I yeah. took the rage out on them. They had to carry me by my legs and my arms and take me out. Do you see what I mean? Because I was ready to crucify this guy. You know what I mean? And it made me feel a certain way. And I felt like it from a kid. It, I just, it was the relief from letting that anger and out. Like and like you said as well, point. that your dad used you to call I mean? you the Hulk. And so you thought, my yeah, yeah, youth, yeah, you, yeah. like you said, it must have given her that relief. And oh, yeah, I feel good. Like I'm strong. Like, you know. I'm the Hulk, so I can do this. Yeah. And like... yeah. Because even now, sometimes when me and Erlandia and my partner, when we're driving, and someone will do something so silly in a road to put another de- mm. driver in danger, I'll go absolutely crazy. And I'll make it my job to, to you know, I'll stop and I'll be like, mate, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, my, And Erlandia will be like, you're not the policeman. You're not a traffic mm. police. You know what I mean? You're not a traffic police officer. There's people that do that job. You know what I mean? And I'll be like, no, but it's silly because... They're putting someone else in danger. Do you know how many people die from that sort of idiotic, you know, um, um, uh, 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 sort of behaviour on the road? Do you know what I mean? And like a lot of people tell me, you can't fix the world. You're just a guy. You know what I mean? You can't fix everything. Da, 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 da. And I hate when people say that because sometimes I just want people to see the frustration so they can just yeah. think like I think. But it's true. Mm. You can't save the world, you know. And it's like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like that superhero without the cape. You know what I mean, and it's, it's it's and that's how I kind of wanted to channel my 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 um the, the, the aggression and the you know what I mean. I wanted to channel it like, yeah. like I've got a big heart, you know. And when I see someone that is trying to like bully someone and change them, or or like that video the other day where the kids were getting that autistic kid to kiss his shoes, you know what I mean. That sort of bullying it rages me because you, know you hold I mean? it so and, close and, and, to your heart and where you've grown up seeing that type of behavior yeah, yeah, and yeah you know like i said the the things that you do as a child shape who you are as an adult today like exactly but when you haven't got anyone to sit with you and say you know fear you know you've got mm. a big heart you know and you're going to come across certain things you know that's what i always tell my daughter my daughter's the same she's got a massive heart massive heart it's too big you know what i mean Plus, she loves animals, you know yeah. what I mean? She's just like me. So what I'm doing now is I make sure, and even, it's hard, because sometimes I lose the plot and I'm like, Phoebe, that's it. You are not doing this anymore. Da, 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 da. And then five minutes later, I'll just go and sit with her and I'll be like, Phoebe, listen, mm. you've got a big heart, you know? But people will take advantage of it. So stand up for yourself, you know, da, 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 Because I don't want her to lack the guidance yeah. that I lacked, you know what I mean, when I was young. You see what I mean? My, no, don't get me wrong. My dad, he would buy the, the, the latest yeah. toys for us. He'd buy a computer for us. You know what I mean? Everything was cool. You know what I mean? And my mum would, would, would be that woman that just made sure we were healthy. And you know what I mean? But there's little things that 
maybe if more focus yeah. was put on it, I would have noticed and understood who I am a Definitely. lot more earlier. You know what I mean? And it's taken it's taken me to hit the age of thirty, be with a woman that is the most patient woman in the world. You know what I mean? And her understand that now nah, you're not yeah you're actually a great like like now I can get five grand drop on the table right now. But the first thing I want to do is yeah. go and do things for I other hear. people. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? As long as I can go to Nando's and eat well and 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 be full up. I don't actually yeah. care where the rest of the money goes. Do you see what I mean? And it's 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 like it's like that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh you know, it's 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 hard I, to no, explain. No, I definitely but you know, understand you get where, I'm where you're coming from. from. Like you, know you mean? said, it's... if you are spoken to about these things as a child, it does help you in your future. And like you said, our parents do everything that they can yeah. for us. Like my parents did everything that they could have done for me. Like, I ne- like as a child, I got everything yeah. that I wanted. But that does not mean they didn't care about mm-hmm. us or didn't want to look after us. But some like them themselves, if they didn't grow up knowing about mental health, how are they going to teach us about mental health if they don't have the knowledge and understanding yeah. themselves? Yeah. So for them, that might yeah. not be on the top of the like. Yeah. You, obviously, you have your list of top priorities. You need to do this and you need to do, do that. And obviously, mental health may not be on that top of that list because, like I said, they might not have any understanding about what it is or how they can help their children. No, no, no. Um, you know what? I'll tell you, there was a really big, something happened and it really touched me. Um, a lot of people, they read about people dying and that, and, you know, they just crack on with life, et cetera, et cetera, yeah? But when I hear certain people commit suicide, I always sit back and I think, wow. And there's a footballer, um, ex-footballer, became manager, um, Gary Speed. Whoever is listening and knows their football will know about Gary Speed. He played for Newcastle. Um, he was a Welsh international, but he became Wales's international manager. Very good. Wales, their stats and their performances started going, you know, up and up. He was doing very well. One day, randomly, his wife finds him hanging mm. in the garage, you know. And when I heard that, I thought, and I'm a massive football fan, and he wasn't particularly my favourite footballer, you know what I mean? It wasn't like I was focused on him, you know, as a footballer. He wasn't my mm. idol or anything, but I just knew of him. And when he became manager, I just thought, you know what, this guy's doing really well. When I found that he'd done that, even till today, I sit back and I think, you know what, if there's anyone I could really go back and find out what was going on in their head, yeah. he'd probably be top of my list. Because you've got everything, you know? You're a successful footballer, you're a successful manager, you're actually making a massive impact in your home nation's football team. You've got the, the nicest house out in Wales somewhere. You've got a lovely family. You know what I mean? What and this made is... you do that? Sorry. You know? Yeah, and the problem is, yeah, go on. No, the problem is he's dead and gone now. Mm. You see what I mean? And it's like, wow, what he was suffering from some serious depression. Yeah. Did he not know how to handle it? And he got to the age of 40-odd, 40 40-something, 40 you know what I mean? And then that, he does that to himself. What was going on? And I was going to say that things like that is difficult at that time of going through it. And people always think, oh, yeah, because you're a celebrity and you've got this much money in your bank and you've got this luxury car, whatever it is that you have, they think that, okay, you're, you're perfect, basically. You're not going to suffer from an illness or a mental yeah. health. Same like that lady. I'm not too not too sure about her name. The one that died not long ago. I can't remember her name now, but people know who I'm talking about. It's like everyone was like, "Wow!" Like we didn't even know that there was something going on with her because she's a famous lady. And like, just because you have 
everything yeah, yeah, yeah. or you might seem like you've got it all together or you've got a smile on your face that does not mean everything's okay they always say oh the, the lady that done yeah, that yeah, show yeah, or yeah. she was a presenter or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. caroline and, Flack. and and then yeah, I always yeah, say yeah. to people, you, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. Never judge a book by its cover. And, and and it's so true because I have so many people who come to me and say, oh, yeah, you've got it all together. You've just opened your own barber shop, this, that, and that. I was like, don't look at it like that. You don't know what's happening at the back of my head. I might put on a smile. I might go out to a social event and look like I'm okay. But that does not mean I'm okay mentally or emotionally. And that's where so much yeah. stigma and judgment comes with mental health because people think, oh, yeah, because you're so up there, how, how is your health all the way down here? Yeah, they don't because, you see, well, let me say, you see these famous people, yeah, what people don't understand is, yeah, you've got to look at the way their industry works, right? And even like um, there was a famous rapper, um, was it Rams, I think, the guy that sang... Um, Barking, I might link my thing in Barking, that song. And he went through a depressive state last year, early last year, or maybe the year before. If you're in that position, yeah, where all of a sudden mm -hmm. you're built up to a certain level, right? You've released a song, yeah? Or you've just got a new contract, you're hosting Britain's Got Talent or whatever, yeah? You, you, you create a certain value, right? Yeah? Then you start, you, you, because of that value you've created, you now live in the stick somewhere in a nice house you know you've done we've been doing it for two years now you know what i mean now you have to keep that value and that sense of interest from the public and from the media and that yeah the minute you lose that value the minute the phone stops calling the minute your your agent says listen it's drying up a bit you know what i mean we need to think of different avenues you've got to understand we still see you as mm. that rapper or that celebrity you see but what we don't see is that rapper is now stressing because he needs to release another yeah. album with 12 songs on it. Yeah. He needs to go and buy those yeah. songs because he's not the best songwriter. Yeah. He then needs to go and buy certain beats. You know what I mean? If the record label doesn't invest in you to go and buy those beats because you haven't released anything in the last two years or your relevance and your importance is dropping, you instantly, mm. you start, they start stressing out. It starts in, they, you won't see it on their next interview on tv but in the background they're struggling do you see what i mean so it's like we can't look at him and think oh you're that mm -hmm. guy so you're happy no he's worried yeah. about the next couple of years like a lot of these artists have gone quiet now because they're not out there making yeah. money this summer you know what i mean all their bookings 20 grand in appearance 50 grand to appear here you know think about all the yeah. festivals that haven't happened yeah that means a lot of artists and DJs and that aren't getting bookings. And there's going to be a lot of them that are stressed out there, exactly. not knowing what they're going to Definitely. do with their lives. Do you see what I mean? Are we going to forget about them now? They've got to rebuild their, their profile, you know what I mean? So it's it's never think that because they're on mm. top, they're happy, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's, it's a tricky situation, man. You many different type of ways, like you said. And sometimes with pe like celebrities mm. and that, we have no idea what's going on in their lives. And just because they're a celebrity or have one million pounds in the bank or whatever, they're still human. They still have feelings. They still have emotions. And like you said, if something doesn't go right for them, they're going to stress about it. They're going to have anxiety about it. It's, that's a normal human being thing. Like, yeah. don't look at them because they're celebrity, like they're alienated and they don't have feelings or they can't have a mental health issue. And I think that's the problem. Mm, mm, mm. And that, yeah.
Yeah, and that's it. We assume that they're happy Larrys, you know, and nothing can ever... Oh, you live in a £5 million house and your car collection's worth about £2 million, you know what I mean? You've got forty grand on your wrist, you know what I mean? And all this sort of stuff. It's it's ridiculous. It's it, it's it's temporary mm-hmm. fortune, you know what I mean? It... And what made you Yeah, around think, about that, okay, yeah. yeah, I have got a mental health illness and what made you because like you said, especially like you said in the black community, men, men in general, it's very hard for them to talk about their mental health. And there's so many stigmas around, it, especially the thing like boys don't cry mm-hmm. or you know stop being a wuss or stop being a girl and things like that and as a man like like that's really good for you to recognize that okay yes I have a mental health issue and I need to get some counseling what pushed you to do that um I think it, for, it was the job I was in at the time because I went from being a project coordinator or no I went from being an analyst to a project coordinator and the company threw loads of things at you, you know. I was able to order a, a brand new BMW, literally built in Germany and then mm. delivered to the UK. And that was one of my dreams, to have a car straight, a BMW straight from Germany, on landed on there. It only had mm. nine miles on the clock. You know, I mean, everything was just beautiful. I used to drive to from Milton Keynes to Derby every day. You know what I mean? I mean, that's crazy. People were like, why do you do that? You know, but I was working on a project for Rolls-Royce, you know what I mean? So it was like... It was big, you know what I mean? It looked good on the CV and everything. But it got to a point where I thought, you know what? They're not valuing what I do. I'm just another number. You know what I mean? Certain things were happening at work and I was thinking, I'm doing the work for the guy that's getting 70 grand a year. You know what I mean? Why am I still sat on 32 or whatever? You know what I mean? It's like, it didn't make sense. And it took a major Mm kind of like, you know, I'm fed up of this. You know what I mean? And then I, I started to lose interest in the job. And also, it was in my personal life as well, where it was like, I used to make my own problems my partner's problem, you know what I mean? And I'd be like, why are we having an argument over something that's not your problem? And when I noticed that, you know, it got to a point, yeah, and Mrs. turned around, she said to me, "Yeah, sometimes when you come back from work, I feel like I'm treading on eggshells, because I don't know what mood you're in. And because I love us, yeah. And because I love her so much, I thought, yeah. you know what, I don't ever want to hear her say that again because she's my rock, you know what I mean? And that's, that's when I was like, you know what, I need to go and speak to someone. And then when I went to speak to someone, the benefit was I was able to realise the source of, 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 of my mood swings and my depressive states. That's why they always say it's good to talk. It is the best form ever. And you know what? I mean, I got it through um, Mm. a charity or whatever where I had six sessions for free. You know what I mean? And by the third session, Mm. I'd broken down in front of this stranger that I don't know from anywhere. But that was the best thing. I didn't know the person and they didn't know me. So it was like, it was good for me to just let out everything. You know what I mean? Everything that I'd lived through and and the experiences and everything. And when I realised that, wow, Mm. It's actually something that's made me be this way. It was the best part of my life. Honestly, I cannot tell everyone mm. more on this podcast. Talk to people. Talk to people. Talk to a friend that listens. Mm. Not just any friend, a friend that actually listens. Because when you get it out there, it's the best thing ever. You know what I mean? All that stuff you stored up, when you get it out there, 
it um it, it makes things better, a lot better. And then that's when I started turning that corner. Do you see what I mean? So yeah, I mean that's that's that was that was that was the best thing I'd done. And then from then, because I thought counselling, going to speak to a counsellor was like Yeah, and um, that's the talk, that's talking the to a shrink means your life is over. Like, oh yeah, you, know you go mean? to see Told a counsellor, you're crazy or you've got something wrong with yeah. you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you're a nutter, yeah, you know what I mean? But you've stored up so much crap in your head. Mm. and emotion you need to let it out you know what i mean even a car needs an oil change at some point you know what i mean what mm. makes the car go fast the combustion of the energy so when you step on it and it takes you to 100 miles per hour that aggression from the engine that's because the, the you've compressed so much you know what i mean then boom it lets it out you know what i mean and then boom you're gone that's how you got to see it you know so that there that was the, the turning the learning curve for me that was the that's when i turned the corner and started it's, seeing things like and you know what it helped you know because yeah. as you know you've been out you've been out in croatia yeah. with us i would be the last person that would do that you know what i mean the amount of money it costs the amount of money that it costs you come back you know you're not going to come back with a profit but because you're building a platform and you're yeah. building something for the future you take it on the chin but you're stood there on the beach you're happy in mm. that but in reality you're thinking I've got rent to pay. I've got to go back to work. You know what I mean? I didn't even have a steady job at the time. I was working in a warehouse. You know what I mean? And everything, you just think, wow. You know what I mean? But I would have been the last person to do it. But you know what? I'm proud of myself. You know what I mean? And I'm proud of the missus as well. And I'm proud of everyone that's jumped on board with us because all that collective energy is what helped us get through that and me not come back and you know, go and fucking throw yeah. my, sorry, excuse my friends, go and throw myself in front of a train or, you know what I mean? Just having that support. Or being depressed or, you know what I mean, take it out of my family or nothing, you know what really I mean? really makes just... a huge impact. Even if you don't yeah. have a mental health illness, yeah. still go out there and yeah. talk to people. It's so important. Wait for someone to tell you you've got anxiety, depression or yeah. whatever, because the likelihood yeah. is, yeah, every human suffers from something i believe in that if someone says oh i, mm. I don't suffer from depression i don't suffer from anxiety they're chatting rubbish yeah every human definitely. has got it in them somewhere it's part of our dna exactly like, like i said like it, i knew mine five years ago but then when i look back at it now and i started to learn more about myself i realized it was from when i was in secondary school and it's like you think to yourself all from the age of 12 to 13 yeah. up until now 25 years old I thought, oh, yeah, my life was perfect. I never had a mental health illness. Yeah. Mm. But you're a perfect example. When we mm. used to speak on text message and you, you say, when you were opening the shop, you know, and you're like, oh, my God, I've got to do this and do that and do that, you know what I mean? And you're, you're worried about it. And I think to myself, I used to sit back and think, hold on, why is this girl worried? You're opening a mm. barber shop and your partner is probably the best barber in Liverpool. Why are you even worried? You know what I mean? But then I'd think to myself... And I'll say to Alandi, I'll be like, you know, yeah. Yeah, but it's the fact that if no, you're doing yeah. something new, you're opening something, it's new. You've never done it before. If you'd owned a couple of chicken shops in your life or something, then mm. yeah, cool, you're used to it. You know what I mean? But you're taking new steps, you know? So it's understandable that you'd be anxious. You know what I mean? But having people around you tell you, yo, mm. listen, live through that stress and get that shop open, yeah? Because your partner is the guy that's going to be bang. You've got one of the, yeah. you've got the best barber I've ever met in my life in terms of personality. So your shop will be it, will have that yeah. energy to bring people in. You know what I mean? So ignore the negative thoughts. Get it done. 
open a shop. So what if only one person comes in in a day? You know what I mean? You will be able to turn and that this corner. Is, this you know what I mean? You've got the tools and you've got like the right saying, people having around you. the right people and, around you, you know the right I mean? energy and the right, you know, I like I always say to people, keep your circle small because for me, that's the best thing. And, you know, you're one of the people who are in that circle. And like I was saying to Romeo, if we didn't have that support system around us, especially because I was doing most of it by myself because Romeo had to work at that time. I, I said, I would have probably given up. But that support from your close friends yeah. to say, you know, keep going, you can do this, like you'll mm-hmm. get through this. Just that little support can really go a long way yeah. and really help you mentally. Yeah. And you need to appreciate the people that give you that. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying this because I'm on the phone with you, but it's like there's sometimes where at about half 11, quarter to 12, after a 12 hour day, I'll be talking to Elandi and she'll be like, and I, I haven't, like, she'd be like, are you listening to me? I'd be like, no, 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 I'm messaging Shaz back because yeah. literally she messaged me this morning yeah. and I haven't messaged her back because I have to give that energy back. Do you see what I mean? Because I've got yeah. energy from certain people yeah. that I haven't even got had from my family, especially when it comes to the business. Not that they don't care, but you know what I mean? Like, I think my own family still called Barbershop. Barbershop. See, so I mean, that's how far away they are from the, and it's, it, Maybe it's because I don't go and give them a presentation of what we're doing, da, 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 da. but it's Definitely. like I have to follow the energy that I'm getting at that moment. You know what I mean? If I divert and go, oh, I need to focus this week on letting my family understand what I'm doing. No, you, you need to focus, you, you know what I mean? You, you see, mm. energy from others. Family is family, yeah? But the energy from other human beings, yeah? can be no, more important than the energy you get from your yeah. family. And I swear down, it's not that I'm degrading my family. My family's my family. I love them all to bits, yeah? But a stranger can become a friend and give you more energy to to, 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 to fulfill certain yeah. goals yeah. than the people that uh, you share the bloodline with. Do you see and what I mean? this is why people and need to people get out need there to understand and like said, work that, on energy and obviously law of attraction. If people don't know a lot about law of attraction, it's... I think it's so important to learn about it. That's what made me start recovering on my journey, law of attraction. And like with that, you learn like the energy yeah. you attract is the energy you give back as well. Or what energy you give back is, you know, vice versa. And it's so important yeah. in, in in your everyday life. Yeah. But as you're recovering on your mental health journey as well, I feel like it's so important because it's all about changing your mindset and stopping that negative thinking. Yeah, yeah, it's and you know what? Me and I will preach so this on the first. first podcast I've ever said this on, but it's the perfect podcast to say it on. Yeah, yeah, you've heard it here first. Hitting rock bottom, yeah, in life mm. is way better than winning the lottery. Yeah. Mm. Hitting rock bottom in life, being at your lowest point in life is a lot better than winning the lottery because yeah, the only way is up. Do you see what I mean? People have stolen my ideas and gone and done it. You know, I've had barbers where I've called them back two years ago and I've gone, yo, can we come and do this with you? You know, can we shoot a, a day in the life with you? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. You don't hear from them again. And then two weeks later, they've gone and got a videographer and done it. Do you see what I mean? And then I'm sat there and I'm going, you know, but I don't care because I think to myself, mm-hmm. you know what? I've been lower than that. I've been, I've felt lower than this. So you know what? Your action there cannot cannot put me any lower i'm going up yeah 
because the only way is up when you're down. And everyone on this podcast that's listening needs to understand that. Anything that you're feeling mm -hmm. right now, where you feel like you're... Lo I've slept on a beach before in my life, yeah? I've slept on a beach. I've slept in sofas. I've slept in cars through my life, you know what I mean? Because I didn't know where I was. I didn't know myself. Do you see what I mean? But you know what? Over these past few years, I'm glad yeah. where I am. Sometimes I think to myself, gosh, I wish I was in this position when I was 20. But no, I don't care. I don't care. 35, mm -hmm. 36, I don't care. Now, life starts when you're 40. That's beautiful. Yeah? So now I've got five years to build something decent. You know what I mean? And, 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 and work my ass off and just make sure that I've yeah. got something there so the people around me, I can celebrate with them. You know what I mean? So and you learn so much bottom. from don't it be scared as well. Because the experience the and the knowledge and everything that comes with it. Yeah. You think, oh yeah, you're in this dark yeah. place and you know, it's hor and it is scary. It's, it's horrible and I would never want to wish it upon anybody. Like, it's such a difficult place to be in. Yeah. But like you said, you learn so much from being in that place that you wouldn't have learned if you did win the lottery. Rob, listen. Exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? And you know what, yeah? Even, like, simple things like scrolling through my pictures. Yeah, And yeah. you know that picture where um, we took that picture on the cliff in Croatia and Romeo's um, trim? And I think to myself, wow. When I started Barbershop UK, I was in a hotel in Amsterdam. I was on my own. I think I went to Amsterdam on my own, no? Dagovilandia. I can't remember. And I just started doing these funny videos about barbering and tagging a couple of barbers and they started shouting back. And then I met Romeo. I was on the phone to Romeo. I was stood in the middle of Northampton talking to Romeo for the first time. I'll never forget that. And he was like, we should go and do these pop-ups. And even mm -hmm. when I was on the phone talking to him, in my head, I was like, well, how am I going to do it? How do I get a barber to give his time to me? And we're going to pop yeah. up and do trims for free and stuff. I'm like, is he just chatting rubbish to me? You know what I mean? Is, is this guy serious? Will it ever happen? And then we end up on a beach trimming, you know what I mean? And yeah. he's trimming DJs that I didn't even know. You know what I mean? People, you know, it's like, it's crazy. And when these pictures, when I look at it, I think to myself, Imagine. you know what? That was me doing it with so much anxiety and depression. Exactly. Being a father yourself and the struggles you had growing up, not knowing much about your mental well-being and, you know, your emotions and things like that. What would mm -hmm. you suggest for other parents on how they can notice their child's mental health or encourage them to talk about their feelings and emotions? Hmm. I, you, the key hmm. thing, focus on what your kid, what makes your child happy. Because yeah. I come from an era where my dad wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer. At some point, he wanted me to be a pilot, but yeah. I get scared on the first floor of a block of flats, let alone 32,000 feet in the air with 400 people on board, you know what I mean? So pilot was definitely not going to happen. If my parents had focused yeah. more on my... Like, I always wanted to be a footballer. Always wanted to be a footballer. I Like, I... Yeah, and, and, mm. and, and a, a football manager told me once, I'm too aggressive to be a footballer and now all the best aggressive footballers yeah. are the best defenders in the world do you see what I mean so it's like mm. focus on your what keeps your child the soul happy like for example my daughter bless she loves computers and she loves playing online games and she's got a couple of close friends that she plays games with you know what I mean she has to buy 
spend that fiver and buying new, more coins to play games and stuff like that. People be like, oh, she's in front of the computer all the time. No, I'm focused on it because she now wants to learn so much about mm. computing. Yeah, that if I invest the time in it, she's got a 500 pound computer. You know what I mean? But yeah. I had to do, get yeah. that for her because I need her to know that I've got her back. Do you see what I mean? Focus on their strengths. Yeah. Don't focus on what you as a parent, you want them to be in life. Yeah. Because they could become a graffiti artist and be successful with it. They could become an interior designer of the laptop and, 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 and be successful at it. It's not what they do. It's what they're happy doing, which is key. Because that's what will get rid of the anxiety. That's what will get rid of any de depression. You know what I mean? That's what they will fight it with, you know? If you force them to be a doctor and they don't want to be in the club, they don't want to be yeah, in that environment and so they don't want to be do that, they're not going to be happy. How many people coming out of uni and working in Sainsbury's? Do you see what I mean? So focus on what makes them happy and mm. use your experiences in life to make I sure they don't really experience important. that. You know like, what I mean? Not portraying and that's it. what you want as a parent on your children like you said go study this or do that at uni because mm -hmm. eventually it's for them it's not going to work out like you said they'll end up dropping out they'll end up going down a gifted career path they'll end up having mental health issues because they think yeah. this is not what yeah. i wanted this is what my parents yeah. wanted like, and when they become an adult that's when they eventually will realize mm -hmm. more yeah. about their yeah. emotional well-being and obviously by then for some people it's too late to turn back because they feel like they might have not have the money or the time or whatever like it is yeah like for example my daughter she's i mean she's almost the same height as me for a 12 year old yeah i know for a fact if she became a goalkeeper in women's football or played football mm. she would win a contract by the time she's 16 I know it's guaranteed. I, I love football and know football yeah. and watched enough football and the way women's football is being invested in, she'll be a superstar. She don't she don't want it. She don't she's having none of it. Yeah. But instead, I've got to focus on her IT skills and you know, she's ahead of her class in IT and stuff like that. And she's ended up yeah. playing rugby now, you know what I mean? Just before the coronavirus hit. You know what I mean? Total opposite of what I wanted. But you know what? Take it on the chin. She went and done her first rugby session and the in former England uh, rugby captain, women's captain, yeah. had nothing but praise for her and now follows me on Instagram. I'm like, wow, you know what I mean? She, and she's taller than her, you know what I mean? She's just, so it's yeah. like, you know what, forget it. If it's going to be rugby and IT, then cool. Let her go that way, you know? I know she'll be happy. Yeah, this podcast and the project is I want to empower young children to find their voices and to be able to speak up about their mental health and for parents and carers around them to recognize how they can help and support their children during these times even if they don't have a mental health illness still take that time of day you know to do a breathing exercise with them or to do some therapy or to do activities whatever it is what would you recommend to younger generation or anyone else out there on how to look after their mental health? Um, I, I would definitely recommend alone time. You know what mm. I mean? I mean, yeah. meditation can be in different formats, you know. I'm, I, I think a yeah. lot when I'm driving. That's how I come. I could jump in the car and drive to Scotland right now. 
And people are like, why would you do that? Like, because having yeah. seven hours to think to myself is crazy. You know what I mean? You won't get that. So being able to just shut off from, you know, the online gaming mm-hmm. and your friends and, you know, and just even if it's just half an hour, just lie back and just think, yeah. just think, you know, just clear your mind and just think for yourself. It helps, you know what I mean? Because then you can identify what things are truly bugging you, but not just identify them. Try and find some sort of a plan or how you're going to resolve it. Do you see what I mean? You know, and, and we don't get to do that enough because we're always at work and, you know, you're always at school, you're with your friends, then you come home and then you're on the Xbox or you're doing this or you're doing homework or you're talking to your mum and dad, you know what I mean? You don't want to confine in them. Start thinking, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, think think it to yourself. Just it's so alone time, definitely. And one definitely. thing that goes for young or old. With parents as well, it can be difficult for them to realise what's going on with their children because they're so consumed in their own head and all the issues that they have to worry about, like the bills or this and that and whatever it is they're so consumed and they're all their energies into that they do forget that okay my child needs to have this alone time or my child needs to have time away from the playstation or the xbox and it's so mm. important for children to definitely have this time like yeah, you said yeah if it's even going for a walk or just sitting outside in the garden listening to some music it does not have to be meditation yoga or you know any of those type of things. It's just something that makes you feel relaxed and at peace with yourself. Yeah, yeah. And parents as well. I mean, Elandia is a good one. She she taught me this, my partner. She's yeah. asking your kids, you know, taking them out of that, that mm. environment and going for a walk with them somewhere random and just asking them if anything's bugging yeah. them. You know what I mean? Because sometimes they're shy to tell you something or they don't want to tell you something. You know, but if you if you ask them, then they feel more comfortable because they they're like, oh, okay, yeah, this this that that you yeah. know what I mean. So I think that, that that's very key important. For very well, important. This is how we're going kids. to notice mental health early yeah. in children's life. And I said, like I said, the earlier we notice it and put the intervention in place, the less of effects that it will make as mm-hmm. they get older. Like, so together we just have to help each other, support one another, yeah. and just be more aware mental health and the people around us thank you so much everyone for tuning in make sure you keep an eye out on my instagram page and all my platforms and listen out for my future podcasts it will also be available on youtube so keep an eye out and i'll see you guys soon take care stay blessed don't blame yourself the path to greater confidence and self-fulfillment is a lengthy process of trial and error. There is no need to blame yourself for your past, present or future behaviour. It is all part of the learning process.